0: Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi folks, thanks for joining me today for Life Point. I hope your day is going well. Would you pray with me? Our Heavenly Father, thanks for the day. This is a great day. It's a day that you have made for each of us to serve you, to walk with you, to be led by your Spirit, and to touch others' lives. I pray, God, you'd open our hearts and our minds to what you have for us. And Lord, help me to say the words that, that would be a pleasant to your ears, O oh Lord, because we want to honor you in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we know a couple weeks ago we had the Boise Harvest, and it was terrific. I was privileged to be on the committee uh, to help plan this event, and uh, I was probably the least of these committee people because there are so many of those brilliant people that I love listening to and being a part of, but it was fun to be a part of the team and to see the power of God work. I mean, the first night there was 11,000 people there, and over 1,600 people came forward, and people gave their lives to Christ, and what a great event and the very next day the same thing I just it was it was sold out I've literally it wasn't sold out because it was free but it was it was full uh, both nights and many came to know Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. What a tremendous testimony that is. Well this week uh, I've been focusing on imagining the power of God and I want to continue that for this today and tomorrow. I don't focus on imagine what God can do in our lives. You know, if we've been talk, we've been talking through the importance of imagining God at work in our lives and how incredible a life our life has changed. And you know, we focus on forgiveness and redemption and the impact he wants to make on each of our lives. The question we have to ask ourselves is what impact is he making on your life? Are you allowing the Spirit of God to move you in such a powerful way that you're gonna touch others for him? Is your mindset to share the good news of Jesus with the lost world. That's one thing the Harvest brought out, the importance of bringing our non-Christians to the Lord. We prayed for many, many people. And we, many, many people, came to know Jesus. We need to continue to do that. Seeking Jesus is something we all need to do. If we really want to imagine what he will do in our lives, we need to seek him. But there's always a starting point to anything. You know, when you go go to race, I love track, going and watching and track. Well, you have to start the race to continue the race. There's a gun that goes off, the starting gun, and you run, you take off, and it's like anything. You know, there's a starting point, and number one is our starting point is we need to seek Jesus. Today, our passage is from Mark chapter 5, verse 21 through 34, which I want to read uh, to you right now, so if you just listen to these words, and then we'll talk about it. And when Jesus had crossed over again in the boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered about him, and he stayed at the seashore. Uh, He had just crossed over the Sea of Galilee from one side to the other. And one of the synagogue officials named Jairus came up, and upon seeing him, fell at his feet and entreated him, earnestly saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Please come and lay your hands on her that she may get well and live. And he went off with him, and a great multitude "'was following him and pressing in on him. "'And a woman who had been uh, had a hemorrhage for 12 years "'and endured much of the hands of many physicians "'had spent all that she had and was not helped at all, "'but rather had grown worse. "'After hearing about Jesus, came up in the crowd behind him "'and touched his cloak. "'For she thought, if I could just touch his garment, "'I should get well.' And immediately the flow of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. And immediately Jesus, perceiving in himself that the power proceeding from him had gone forth, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my garment? And his disciples said to him, you see the multitude pressing in on you, and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see the woman who had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. In this passage, we see two quick stories where Jesus was called upon to deliver. The synagogue worker obviously believed in Jesus and believed in his healing power and begged Jesus to heal his daughter. See, many of us have been in that state of life pleading with the Lord to touch someone in our lives, whether by healing or opening doors for them. There's been people I've been praying for. I have a man in my church. I've been praying for God's healing, and it's just uh, it's such a frustrating thing. I just want to see God touch him. We just got to, and I just pray and believe and just keep praying. But that's what you do. You keep praying. But the, stir, the first step of healing is recognizing the need. The need to be healed. Maybe you need to be healed of something in your life. Maybe it's not physical. Maybe it's mental. Maybe it's a situational thing that you need healed of. Maybe it's forgiveness. You cannot forgive somebody. Well, you know what? It comes down to trusting and believing that God will do it. A lot of people just say, well, I'm just going to let the chips fall as they may. Well, they're not going to fall good if you let that happen. Too many, that is crazy when you have Almighty God available to help you. So many times we don't call upon Him, and He's right there saying, please call upon me. Jairus, the synagogue worker, recognized it, and he called upon God. The second step is taking action. We all can know the right thing to do, but the question is, do we do it? It is one thing to have knowledge, but it's another thing to put the knowledge into practice. Taking action means you truly believe that will God will provide the answers. And, folks, that's what it is. It's faith. I'm so glad in my life that I was taught faith, and I saw faith in action, and I saw the power of God in action. Some of you say, well, I've never seen it. Well, you need to accept Jesus. You need to be around people who have the uh, who are, are serving Him and allow God to work in your life. James 1.6 says, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. Too many times we pray like this. Oh, God, you probably can answer my prayer if you see fit. Take care of it. And instead of praying, Lord, I believe you are the Son of God, and you've told us to bring our request to you, and you would hear an answer. Sometimes we find ourselves with seeds of doubt because we didn't receive the answer we were looking for or we didn't receive it as fast as we thought we'd receive it. Know this, God will answer, but will be according to his will and not ours. We ask trusting and believing in faith. On the way to heal uh, Jairus' daughter, Jesus went by a woman who had been struggling with bleeding for 12 years and she saw him. When she heard about Jesus, she did what she could just to touch his cloak, because she had heard about him and believed that if he if she could just touch him, she'd be healed. Folks, that is great faith that's a faith God's looking for is people that will just truly believe and put their faith and trust in him, you know at all cost and when she heard about it, of course, we know she fought through the crowd and reached out and touched his garment, and immediately. She was healed. Even in the crowd, even with the crowd of people around him, Jesus felt the power come from him. Jesus knows when he touches a life, he knows when the power of God comes from him. You can imagine having that kind of faith. That is my desire for you today to imagine the power of God. And we wants to do all over the place in your life, in your friend's life, in your family's life, in your church's life. We want to see our churches so filled with people that love God and serve God and that are about his business. You know, I, at the Harvest Festival, it's so great seeing a lot of pastor friends and seeing what they're doing and seeing the churches and how they're expanding and seeing plans to reach the kingdom in greater ways. I'm just very, very happy when I hear great stories of of churches that are pressing on, and then God is moving, and people are being saved. You know, we need that. We need to let we need to let Him out of the tiny bottles in our life and allow Him to work mightily and powerful. Please understand this: Jesus is never an inconvenience. We act like we don't want to bother him because our problems are less than someone else's. I've heard people say that before. I just, I just, my problems don't even compare to theirs, so I I don't even need to bother with that. Folks, he is anxious to hear from you and to recognize it as you as Lord and ask him to intervene in your lives. You know, that's exactly what he wants. That's exactly what he's looking for in your life. And, And folks, we need to understand that. We can imagine what God wants to do. And as I uh, talk tomorrow, I'll finish the story of Jairus' daughter as we'll read some more scripture out of Matthew five thirty-five and 36, and a few more verses beyond that, and talk about that, talk about the healing of Jairus' daughter, and talk about what God would like to do in your life. What are you doing to allow him to work? Are you saying yes? Are you saying yes to him every day? God, I believe in you. I believe you're going to work in this situation. Maybe some of you are trying to work in a job situation. You can't find job, and you're just struggling. Or you can't. Or your job, you're not happy with your job or your employment. Or maybe you're struggling with an inner family issue with a brother or a sister, a sibling or a parent, or a, or a spouse. You know, it's time to start trusting God and leaving it in God's hands and saying, "Lord, please deliver me. Please show me Your hand, folks. He listens." He will. And then you need to start looking for the answers he has for you. I think some of the problems I've had over the years, I pray about things, but I'm not out there looking for the answers that God is going to lay before me. Many times when you start looking, you start preparing your heart to see what God's going to do. You start seeing the power of God in action. Folks, we need the power of God in our personal lives we need the power of God in our churches' lives. I pray that each of our churches would be so filled with the Spirit of God that people would come in, they would sense the power of God. They would know that God was there, God had shown up. And people, you know, it's not about what church and people say, well, what's your best church to go to? Somebody said they've heard on the internet. Somebody said something about this church or that church. You know what? You can make any church great if you go and you serve God and you, and you believe and you put your faith and trust in God. But it doesn't become about programs. It doesn't become about pastors. It doesn't become about what the church can offer. It becomes about what Jesus is in the church. The church. The church is the spirit of the living God. He, needs, he wants to, to breathe into your lives. So get involved in your church. Get involved. Serve God with all you have and pray for your leaders. Well, we'll continue this tomorrow. I hope you have a great day. Lord bless you. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to